3: Welcome to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll get you caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. And also sponsored by McGovern Auto Group, the official auto group of Boston College Athletics. Red Dome Realty, commercial sales, leasing and property management, principal J.P. Plunkett, B.C. 93. It's time to talk B.C. football with head coach Jeff Hafley. Now, here's John Meter-Perel.
4: And hey, good evening, everybody. If it's Wednesday, it's B.C. football night. It's like, you know, Prince Spaghetti Day. This is B.C. football night. For those in the Boston area might remember that commercial. He's Jeff Hafley. I'm John Meter-Perel. It's great to have you with us. We Zoom every Wednesday night. Jeff remains in his palatial estate. I've changed my location. For those of you on YouTube, very jarring for you to look at my dull kitchen. I apologize, but we're changing the headroom, Coach. As they say in the biz. How are you?
5: I'm good, John. I like your kitchen, man. I'm gonna miss that couch you're always sitting on, but <laughs> I like the yeah. kitchen. You gotta you know what? We gotta get you some we gotta get you some BC pictures to hang up on the wall behind you. Maybe we can have J Bomb get you like a
1: backdrop or something.
4: That would be nice, you know? Or, we'll, we'll, Cron- you.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: well, I could get your you get one of those heads of you. one of your heads, no. you know. Maybe one of like Pete Cronin's heads, Scott Mutrin's heads. We'll have him in the background. I'd get Pete way before I got my head. Well, they're one of those fatheads, right? Come on. We'll get, we'll get a good one sent over to you. I'll make sure
5: you on <laughs> that. But it's good to, good to be back on. I appreciate
4: it. Hey, great to have you, Coach. And it was uh, certainly a satisfying win at the Carrier Dome. Uh, we call it a classic grinder. It was a grappling match. But the good news was you, you ended up winning the game 16-13. I think that was a game of the past, Coach. We may have seen BC lose. But you know what? Your streak continues of not losing consecutive games, and that has to be satisfying. Yeah, and and I think what
5: you just said, truthfully, it's something that in the NFL we always looked really hard at. It's the team that didn't lose two in a row and the team that could bounce back from a loss to a win and a loss to a win, and that's kind of been our story this year. Certainly we'd like to go on a streak with wins, uh, but but it shows the signs of a resilient, tough, gritty team when you can lose a tough one like we did, an emotional tough one, call it what it was, um, and bounce back, just like you lose to North Carolina and you bounce back Um, And that's huge, and that's going to be really big going forward to teach these players that, you know, you got to let it go, win or lose, and you got to come back and trust the process and prepare and go play ball and then go let it rip. And our guys are doing that right now, so I'm really proud of them. Was it a great win? Well, like I said to the team, I'll share a story with you. I walked into the locker room. um, I walked into the locker room after doing my media with the TV, and uh, it wasn't the same feel. The, the music wasn't blaring as loud. The guys were kind of sitting there getting undressed, and usually when we walk in after a win, guys are dancing, and I got to kind of turn the music down and just tell them it's my turn to say a little piece. Um, so when I walked in, I called them up, and I let them know. I expect the music to be blaring. I expect them to be dancing. I don't care if we win by 50. I don't care if we win by two. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. You enjoy every single win because it's really hard to get them. And they need to understand that as well. And it, it doesn't matter at that point how we played; We won. Let's enjoy it. Enjoy each other. Because it's not just about that week. It's about everything we've done up to that point to get that. Right. Victory. And they need to understand that. And then certainly we'll look at the tape. And did we play great? No, we didn't. Um, but we played well enough to win. And we played better than Syracuse. And if you look at the stat sheet, you would have thought we won by 40. But we didn't. Because we, we didn't execute at a high level. Um, defensively, I thought we attacked the ball really well, and, and we had some great field position to give to our offense. You know, we had the one drive at the end of the game where, you know, I thought we made some mistakes, but we tackled well. We ran to the football, and I think Coach Tim and, and the defensive staff did a really nice job. Um, on offense, shoot, there were times when we were getting five, six yards of pop between Bailey and Trav, and um, we looked unstoppable, and it seemed like we'd get right to the 35, 36-yard line and kind of just shut down. Um, I- so we got executed at a higher level, and I think I need to coach at a higher level than I did, and I, and I made that point to the team and to the media. Um, but we won, and we need to learn from it. And, you know, we're off to a really good week. Uh, you could tell Sunday we walked in, and guys had so much juice I was almost taken back. I was trying so hard to get that juice for the Syracuse week, knowing that I knew last week what it was all about, right? I'd be lying you if, if I didn't. Um, but this week, guys, the, the juice has been outstanding between – playing the number two in the country after you just played the number one team in the country. It's Notre Dame. It's red bandana week. So talking about execution, execution,
4: execution, because the juice and the energy and the effort will be there. Now, how do you not get ready for Notre Dame? That's for sure. That juice has to be at such a high level. Of course, we'll get to that one. But when you said you need to coach better, what does that mean? Yeah, there's just some some situations
5: I just, I don't think I handled well. I'll I'll just give you one example. We had them, I think it was about third and ten, right around the 36 yard line, and I usually do a pretty good job of, you know, getting to Coach Signetti whether I want four down territory, you know, because if you do that, then you can run the ball on third down. You might throw an intermediate pass on third down, and I just did a poor job at, at that at that point of the game in communicating with him. And uh, you know, we wound up trying to get it all, and then it was fourth and ten, and you know, I trust Boom, so we tried the big field goal with the ball in 36, and should I do it again? I kept trying field goals as you saw, cause I trust him the specialists. Um, but just little things like that. Um, I, th- I thought there were some big learning experiences for me in that game and I'll be better. Um, you know, it's funny after the game, just you sit there and you think about it. it. It's good. It's good for me too, as a first year head coach to learn how to win the ones that are, are close, learn how to win the one where you're up and then learn how to win some ugly ones. And, um, all year I've been pretty good, consistent, and calm on the sideline, and you know i got to learn from it, and, and I need to do better than I did. So uh, I can admit that, and I certainly will work at
4: it. No, certainly. Uh, that's great. to big of you to admit that. I think a lot of guys would not admit that, but I think we can all admit that Travis Levy was superb, uh, 117 combined yards. He ran behind his pads. I thought he ran the best he has all season. He received the ball out of the backfield. He got a game ball from us. And would you agree in terms of that was his best game? Yeah, I was really proud of Trav. Um, you know, Trav had a little bit of a
5: cold all week and n- nothing COVID-related. As you guys know, we test three, four times a week. Um, so he was a little run down. And, um, you know, I gave him a game ball, too, like you did, for a lot of reasons. One, he ran hard. Pads were down. Like, you could see his pad level improved and you could see that when you turn on the film. It looked like he was running on a mission. Caught the ball well out of the backfield, checked down screen passes, played on special teams. Um, but to me, what he did epitomizes what we're trying to build. Uh, guy didn't feel great, never said a word. Then um, put it all on the line for his teammates. That's what this team is all about, and I let the guys know it. He's just an incredible leader, an incredible person, and um, I can't tell you guys how important he is to our football team.
4: And that's probably one of the reasons why you told me a few weeks ago you think he's going to play on Sunday, right?
5: I do. I, I, I do. Um, you know, when his time comes and he's done here with his eligibility, whatever that may be, um, he's going to find a role. I mean, guys are going to turn on a special teams tape, which all these guys don't understand. I mean, guys like Pete and you guys see it, but, like, there's going to be a special teams coach that's going to turn on that film, and they're going to see him running the ball, catching the ball, running down the field and making tackles, returning punts, doing all the little things he does. And there's going to be a coach or two that are going to stand on the table for that guy. I, I'm one of them. And um, yep. they're going to say we need that guy. And if he gets the chance, he could play for a long time. If he continues to get better and just continue to have all the toughness and
4: leadership that he does. But I'm hoping this time here will we'll stay a little bit longer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good to hear there. But David Bailey, season high, 125 yards, another guy who ran very hard. The running game came together again like it did against Georgia Tech. You ran 47 times. That was a season high. But you knew going into this one you could expose some things, right?
5: Yeah, I was hoping we'd be able to run the ball against them. Um, again, they do a lot up front, a lot of movements, a lot of shifts. And, you know, as a defensive guy, in my opinion at least, and take it for what it is, got to be careful with all that because there's a lot of risk and reward, feast or famine, if you want if you want to call it that, where – if you get caught in too much movement, um, you can get gashed sometimes. There's big holes that open up, and you just gotta, you gotta find them. So credits to Coach Signetti, Coach Applebaum, and the backs. They did a really nice job. It uh, looked like we were getting five, six yards every time we ran the football.
4: And I think an unheralded aspect of this game on the defensive side, Max Richardson, again, led the team in tackles. He always does. But John Lamont comes in for an injured Isaiah McDuffie. Hadn't received much time this year, but he played very well. What did he do effectively? He did play
5: well, man. I'm glad you brought that up. He tackled well. He, you know, you can just tell he was ready for his moment. He didn't have a lot of MAs. He lined up. He knew what he was doing. He knew his job, and he executed at a high level. Um, just happy for John. Just, you know, a guy who hasn't played that much, again, hasn't said anything, hasn't pointed fingers, hasn't, you know, come up and asked me quite. No, he just works hard. And when his time came, he did a nice job. And I think he's got his confidence now. And, and sometimes it takes that, right? Playing in a game, going through a real football game, And um, he's had a great week of practice, and I just think that helps, and I'm just really happy for him.
4: Is is, 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 Isaiah McDuffie going to be available this week, or you don't know that yet? Yeah, I think he'll be available.
5: Um, You know, we're we're hoping he is. It it looks like he will be right now. So he'll be a big part of the game plan and a big part of this game, and it'll be good to get him back because, you know, he's one of the fastest guys we got, and he's one of the hardest hitters, and, you know, him and Max, and now John, I mean, we, we could have a, a variety of personnel groupings on the field at the same time.
4: One of the guys that probably won't be back, though, is Mike Palmer. Safety, it's tough to see him go down, grabbing the hamstring. How's he doing?
5: Yeah, he, he won't be able to play, and I kind of said that to the media this week, just no reason to hide that from anybody. Um, he's doing okay. He's still, we still got to find out exactly how long it's going to be and what he needs to do. Uh, but again, you want to talk about a tough kid who's battled through injuries all year, continues to come back and try, and he's playing a good game. Uh, we'll miss him, and we'll miss a lot, not just the way he plays, but his leadership, uh, his intelligence back there. And, you know, hopefully we'll get him back later this year and uh, for our final two games after the bye
4: week. One thing that we know is, Coach, Pete and I were 20 rows in the field. We're usually not that low, but you get a real appreciation for the, the violent hitting, uh, the thunderous hits that you guys were applying, especially on special teams. It seems like you're tackling. You've mentioned it a few times. Your tackling's gotten better here as we moved along. Is that a safe assessment? I think so,
5: and and I credit uh, Tim and the defensive staff for for really working hard on that. I mean, I'll be honest. If there's 10 minutes of individual right now, we probably spend seven minutes on fundamentals and technique, especially tackling. Um, But a credit to the players. The way we're running to the ball and the effort from the D-line all the way back to the back end, they're running and they're hitting, and we're starting to tackle lower we're starting to wrap up better and drive our feet, keep our eyes up. Uh, and it's good to see when your fundamentals improve throughout the year. Because truthfully, John, most of the time when you watch football late in the season, fundamentals go the other way. Yeah. So, again, it's it, it signs of, of I'm hoping of what's to come with this team to seeing our fundamentals actually improving and uh, the later we get in the season.
4: And the, I think it's, the problem is, and you mentioned it last week, is your bye week's late. So maybe – you know, that, that leads into that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think we've done a
5: good job giving the guys rest and helping them feel good. I still wish the bye week was a little bit earlier, but, you know, I'm lucky, luck- luckily we get it next week. You know, I think we all need right. to sleep and rest and recovery and just resetting your minds mentally, too. I think that's the thing. The monotony of every day, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day over and over and over. And for the coaching staff, it's been since like June 28th that. It's been every single day, and and people don't realize, but the coaches haven't had one day off, not a Saturday, not a Sunday. We have not had one day off since really probably July 5th, Um, which usually you get that nice July vacation. You go into August, and we're not complaining. We love it, Um, but you got to stay sharp, so you got to make sure you take care of your mind, too.
4: Yeah, a lot of – need need that extra juice. You're going to need it this week. You mentioned it. We are going to talk about Notre Dame coming up. It's the Holy War in Chestnut Hill and the Red Bandana game. Always a special day in Boston College football. This is the BC Football Show with Jeff Halfley. Stick around. Back with more after this from Bud Light. Get your ice cold Bud
6: Light. Bud Light salsa here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now here. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com Light.com slash
2: delivery. Give me two mangoes.
6: Coming at you. It's a
2: little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy your response, Blaine Heiser Bush, Bud Light Beer, and Bud Light Seltzer, IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. This is J.P. Plunkett, BC 93. Like you, I'm super excited about Coach Halfley and his squad. I'm also super excited about my firm, Red Dome Realty. We lease, sell, and manage all commercial product types. Our clients get big company power that's accented by a small shop's entrepreneurial hustle. Please call or text me at 617-999-4993 and or see us at r-dome.com. Red Dome Realty, 617-999-4993. Get in, take a bow. Go Eagles.
7: Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest-growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve B.C., its students, and their families, with 11 dealerships across the Boston Metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at McGovernAuto.com.
8: Go Eagles! This is Karen's experience. I looked at houses for over a year, but only had a weekend to lock in an offer. At Cambridge Savings Bank, we know your home buying experience will be unique, which is why our dedicated mortgage loan experts work closely to understand you on a personal level, giving you the support and confidence to make smart decisions fast, especially on weekends. See how Cambridge Savings Bank can help you get home at cambridgesavings.com. Member FDIC, member DIF, equal housing lender, NMLS number 543370.
9: Guys, we work hard and play even harder. That's why Hadjars believes that you should feel your best all the time. From casual wear to the perfect tailored suit for all the big and tall guys out there. Do yourself a favor and dress like the Eagles do on game day. Get to Hadjars, where they have been delivering confidence to the better-than-average man for the past 50 years. Visit Hadjars showrooms in Quincy or Burlington or go to big tallcom for more information. That's big tallcom Go B.C.
4: kovic shotgun looking now towards the end zone for flowers left corner he catches it is he in yes he is touchdown boston college the electrifying zay
3: flowers i don't even have to ask take a bow zay flowers bc's got six this is the boston college football show presented by bud light for more of tonight's show here again john meter Farrell The BC Gridiron Club
4: and support the football Eagles. Benefits include home game tailgates, away game venue bashers, and unprecedented team and program access. You can sign up at BCFootballGridiron.com. We'll certainly miss the presence of Paul Criccioni and Don Terrien and the entire BC Gridiron Club. This is one of the many games throughout the year. Jeff Halfley, we've said, you know what, imagine if 45,000 people were at Alumni Stadium. Imagine that atmosphere. Imagine what it would feel like. But well, left with the COVID reality. We of course hope everybody's healthy, but it's just a shame, isn't it? I'm sure you talk about juice that gives you that extra juice, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, shoot, I haven't coached in front of 40 people an alumni. Forget about 45,000. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it would be, it would be great. I mean, it is. It's it's what you miss, right? Um, we yeah. had some exciting games and some exciting moments. It, it'd be fun to get the students here. I still feel the energy when I'm around campus and. It would just, I think it would have been a fun year to get the community and the students involved, but, you know, God willing, everything will get better soon, and, and we'll pack that stadium next year. And I'm just hoping that, you know, people will come and continue to support us the way they have, and, and I really appreciate it so far.
4: Notre Dame's had the clear upper hand in the series. They've won seven straight, including last year in South Bend. That's ancient history, but, you know, you talked about throughout the week about the, the quirkiness of playing you got the one and the two with Clemson a couple of weeks ago. Now you got the two in Notre Dame after they edged Clemson. That's only happened two other times, Coach, in BC history. It was 91 and 1981. Do you think about the significance and the magnitude of that?
5: Yeah, well, it looks like I picked a good time to be a first-year head coach, huh? I get to, <laughs> to battle yeah. COVID. I get to figure out who the team is on Zoom. And now I get to play the number one and number two team in the country within a span of a month. Um, it almost feels like we're in the college football playoff mm-hmm. round-robin tournament and see if we can advance. Uh, yep. why not? I mean, why not figure where you're at right now? I mean, we played the number one team in the country two weeks ago, and we weren't too far away. I mean, we took a good swing, and, and we played at a high level. Um, so why not get back and play the number two team in the country? I mean, what competitor doesn't want to do that? What coach doesn't want to do that? Uh, let's see where we're at. And let's see if we can go knock them off. And if we can't, let's see how we need to get better. Um, but I also think it will show you that we're not going to back down from anybody. And we're not going to play tight. And we're not going to coach to keep it close. We're going to try to win the game. And that's how we're going to coach. And that's how we're going to play. And that's what this team needs, in my opinion, in year one. So
4: hopefully we can get the number three team at some point and make it the trifecta.
10: <laughs> it's
4: that let it rip mentality that we love and when you turned on the tape and watched Notre Dame-Clemson, it was a thriller. It was a classic college football game. You've got to admit that in double overtime, it was, a, it was a beauty, one for the ages. What did you come away with thinking about Notre Dame?
5: Well, a great football team. They executed at a very high level. I uh, thought that a quarterback played his best game of the year. Uh, and they capitalized on some of the mistakes Clemson made late in the game, and uh, they didn't. It's a really, really good offense with a big front, probably as big as we played, and tough and physical. If you combine that with their three tight ends, two of their tight ends are as good as we've seen. Uh, quarterback who can run around a lot. So he proved it against Clemson, running away from those guys. He's he's athletic, he's fast, he can make the throws like he did at the end of the game when he hit the seam down the field. And they got some big wideouts, 11 and 88 are big players, three's good in the slot. So an impressive offense. Defensively, they're really well coached. Uh, talented too. They. This team's got a bunch of high draft picks. They do, just like Clemson. And right. you're going to see that when it comes time. And they have a lot of seniors on the team. Coach Kelly's built this. And, you know, this is his year. He's got the quarterback. He's got the senior lineman. He's got the senior DBs. Um, this is their year to make the run. And, you know, those guys are playing at a high level with a lot of confidence. And they just won a big game against a really good opponent. We all know how good Clemson is. And they were able – the game was eerily similar to our game. If you really watch that game closely – and I was sitting there watching it with my wife, and we got home from our game. And I just kept saying, Clemson, Clemson will come back in this thing. The difference was, in the fourth quarter, Notre Dame capitalized and scored. And if you remember, yeah. we, were, we had the ball in that 50-yard line, and we had the ball again, backed up inside the five-yard line. Uh, we just couldn't execute at the end. So, um, you know, watched the game probably 100 times since then, and
4: um, you know, just excited for the opportunity. Ian Book, we knew, was a good passer. He's 60% but it seems to me he's gotten better running the ball, 69 yards against Clemson, maybe better field vision uh, as he gets older. Do you you share that assessment?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's a guy who's played a lot of football. I mean, I think he started for three years, which he's played in a lot of big games. He's won a lot of football games, and he's he's just, he's a good athlete, and, you know, he has a lacrosse background, so you can see how he knows how to stick and move and, and run around, and I mean, I'm just telling you, if if you don't have an eye on him, he'll take off and he'll make you pay, and it's very hard to defend. Uh, Really good college football player and probably doesn't get enough credit, but look what he's done. Look how many games he's won, and he's leading the number two team in
4: the country. Yeah, they've won 40 out of their last 46, which is quite a number. Uh, Your quarterback, of course, well-documented, was there. Uh, Do we overrate that intel aspect? Phil Jerkovic knows Notre Dame. Notre Dame knows Phil Jerkovic.
5: Yeah, I think it's I think it's fun for the people to think about and talk about. But I mean, if you just want me to be honest, it's it's a new offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, so it's not like Phil was around this offensive coordinator when he was calling the plays, and right. you can see it on film. It's a different scheme. You know, does he know? Yeah, he knows. But you know, it's not like he's giving us secrets that we're going to be able to figure stuff out. Um, and then same with him. I mean, they they know Phil as a human being and as a person, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but but they gotta watch the film and figure out what we're doing schematically. So I think that stuff's fun to talk about. And I'd be lying to you if I made anything bigger bigger than it is.
4: Oh no, that's that, that's that's probably uh, the, the honest answer, no doubt. I mean, media guys love that stuff. No, I get uh, it. Trust
5: me, I I could pretend and I could make this great story up about it, but I couldn't really <laughs> sell it to you. Very, I can't I can't lie to you.
4: No, that's good. I love that, Coach. We love that about you, uh, Kyron Williams. I can't lie. He looks like. To me, he's one of the top backs in the country. Uh, he runs violently, and he blocks violently. I think that's an underrated aspect of his game. They talked a lot about it on the broadcast. Tony Dungy remarked about it throughout. Uh, do, you, do you get that when you watch the tape?
5: Yeah, he's got a ton of juice. He does. He's violent. He runs with his pads down. He hits the hole 100 miles per hour. He's good in pass protection. He can catch the ball to the backfield. He's an underrated player. It reminds me of... Last year when I was at Ohio State, we were getting ready to play Clemson. I had really not watched the ACC much. And truthfully, coming from the NFL, I really hadn't watched college football very much. And I thought ETN was like – it was like a wow moment for me. I was like, this is the most underrated player I've ever seen in my life. And then everybody starts talking about him, right? I, yep. I feel that way about him. Um, when you watch him, he's not talked about enough. This kid's a special player. And I love the way he plays the game, and I have a ton of respect for him. And um, he's got the mindset that I just – I love it, and I won't love it on Saturday, and I'm going to do our best to not let him have that. Uh, but I respect him. I think he's a really good player.
4: So defensively this week, uh, what's your mindset coming into this game? You've got a veteran offensive line. you got a veteran quarterback. He's a young running back. You talked about the tight ends. Uh, clearly they're loaded similar to Clemson, but how do you attack this game defensively?
5: Well, you got to just, it also, we got to stop that run game. I mean, they're going to get in 12, 13, 11. They're going to try to, if I were them, try to get up and pound the ball and, and try to just run it on us. So we have to stop the run. Have to. Um, got to get off field on third down. And, you know, we got to contain Book. We, we can't let him run around and make plays with his feet. And that's something we did not do a good job of earlier in the year. And I believe we've gotten better at it. But we got to stop the run. And, and when he throws the ball, we got to make him throw it from the pocket and, and
4: not just take off and run it. When you look at that uh, on the other side of the ball, their defense with Clark Lee, uh, everyone talks about him as like, like they did with you last year, one of the top coordinators in the country. Is that warranted? Yeah, I
5: think he does a great job. Very sound scheme. Um, you know, he, he does just enough to throw you off. Uh, but, but it's sound. Uh, the gaps are, are taken care of. You don't turn on the film and see a lot of busts. He makes you earn the yards that you get. Um, that's a sign, in my opinion, about a, a good coach. They play with good fundamentals and technique. Uh, they play with a high effort, and they've got a lot of draft picks. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a great combination when you get a good football coach and you really good players. And I say that as a compliment to him and their staff because truthfully there are some teams that have really good players and they're not coached well. And there are some teams that have average players and they're coached well. I think this is a, a credit to them for doing both.
4: When you went into a room when you're an Ohio State coordinator, how many times did you clash with Notre Dame on the, on the recruiting trail? Um, I don't know if I recruited last year against Notre Dame when I was at Ohio State. Truthfully, no kidding.
5: Yeah, honestly, I don't. I don't even remember who I recruited against it. When I was at Ohio State, it was like John. I want that guy. I want that guy. I want that guy. <laughs> and I got that guy and that guy and that guy. And I said, all right, let's go home and, and figure out the next class. It was a buffet. It was a buffet. No knock to Notre Dame, trust me. I'm sure maybe I did recruit against him mm-hmm. with some guys and lost and just so much right. went on where I forgot. But
4: that was well, it, see, it seems like that's cranked up for them. They had a little lull there maybe, but now it's back to where it was when we all of us growing up watched Notre Dame. Were you a Notre Dame fan growing up? No, I was a BC fan,
5: John. I think you know the answer to that one already. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's all right. I was, I, was rooting for, I was rooting for Pete when I was a kid, you know? Oh, there you go. There you go. He's loving that right now, watching watching uh, offline, the old linebacker. That's a good answer, Coach. We'll take it. And we'll, we'll build on that headed into our next break as we'll talk about the red bandana game and the significance to this one for the entire Boston College community. He's Jeff Halfley. This is the BC Football Show. Come on back right after this from Bud Light.
7: Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest-growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve B.C., its students, and their families, with 11 dealerships across the Boston Metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at McGovernAuto.com. Go Eagles!
9: Technology has sure changed the way we live and bank. But one thing it should never change is the importance of knowing that when you need help, there's a neighbor that's there to lend a hand. At The Village Bank, we offer all the services you need to bank more easily, but with that personal touch that seems to be so hard to find today. To learn more about how we can help you, call 617-969-4300. Stop in or visit village-bank.com. Either way,
1: we'll be there for you.
8: The Village Bank, member FDIC, member DIF.
1: Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is celebrating our 65th anniversary with amazing deals on quality brand-name tires for any vehicle. With the winter driving season not far off, Sullivan Tire has thousands of tires on sale from Goodyear, Michelin, Kelly, BF Goodrich, Yokohama, and more. Also save on auto repair as our ASE-certified technicians get your car ready for any kind of weather. Locations all over New England, including Newton, Brookline, Somerville, and Watertown. Find out more and make an online appointment at SullivanTire.com. Go B.C. To all our patients,
3: now is the time to protect your health by getting the important screenings you need. Newton-Wellsley Hospital is here, safe and ready to care for you, for now and
10: whatever comes next, no matter what.
0: For early detection of breast cancer.
10: For early detection of
0: colon cancer. For your health and well-being. We're here for you. Come and get the care you need and deserve.
3: 25
6: first down, 20, 15,
3: 10, 5, 3, 2, 1. The fury. Getting blitzed. There he goes. The speed. Double it is going to be. Oh, man. Western Western college football. football. For the end zone. Got it for
7: six points. You can unhitch the wagon. Put the ponies in the bar. Over the shoulder. Get 30.
1: 20.
3: 30. Good night to this, one. this is the college football blitz. Listen on Saturdays this fall.
1: Starting at noon Eastern time on ESPNU Radio, Channel 84. Clean pocket this time, he hears it out.
4: Far side, tipped, and picked off by Jason Matry Circling under it, brought down at the 43-yard line. As he picked it off, Brandon Sebastian deflected it to Matry Sebastian leads the nation and passes defended. Matry was the beneficiary. First
3: down, B.C. You're listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Meterperel.
4: Jason Maitre, Brandon Sebastian, part of a stout defensive effort for the Eagles in a 16-13 win at Syracuse, as they improved to 5 and 3. And keep in mind, we all know that this game coming up against Notre Dame, a 3:36 kickoff, three o'clock our broadcast time. It's the Red Bandana game to honor the memory of Wells Crowther, The family will virtually recognized during the game. We saw Allison Crowther on the ACC Network earlier. Coach. A terrific interview with her. Of course, he saved over a dozen lives in the South Tower during 9-11, wearing that red bandana and such a special name in the B.C. community. And you're also going to wear Under Armour special jerseys for the first time with the red bandana numbers. I saw them today. You'll be wearing white. They look terrific. So a lot going on around this game, and that must be very special for you. Yeah, it is,
5: without a doubt. And, it's, uh, honestly, it's just special that I can be part of that. Um, you know, I kind of – I showed the story, the story of Wells uh, back on 9-11. I thought it was a great time to do that so the freshmen and everybody knew. Um, and he kind of uh, epitomizes what Boston College is all about. You know, it's, it's men and women for others. It's sacrifice. And if you look at our football team, it's not nearly what Wells sacrificed, um, but hopefully they learn from it. Look at how they've sacrificed for each other with COVID and sacrificed everything they do right now for each other on the field. Um, And that's really our mantra. It's all for the team. And that's how we break down every meeting and and every huddle. And, you know, that's Wells. You want to talk about the ultimate sacrifice, a guy giving up his life for people he didn't even know. Um, So, again, I'm not by no means. I'm not comparing even close to what we do or, or anything we could do to what he did. Uh, so to put on those jerseys and uh, put on that gear, it, it's not about looking good. It's not about swag. It's it's about honoring him and, uh, you know, a Boston College, not just our football team, but, but, but what he stands for and what the school stands for. And truthfully, uh, you wish more of the world stood for
4: because it would be a better place. Uh, so I'm very grateful just to be a, a small part of it. Selfless sacrifice, the classic definition of a hero in my book and I think in many others as well. And have you had a chance to talk to his mom or other members of the family?
5: I am going to uh, reach out to her. Uh, Jason gave me her number today. is the week winds down here, I'll, I'll probably give her a call after practice tomorrow. Um, love to have the opportunity to talk to her and uh, just let her know how grateful I am to be participating and um, the opportunity to honor her son and uh, just how impressive that is, you know. It is uh, it is incredible. If, if people think this is about the jerseys and us trying to do something to create, uh, you know, some momentum or energy, they couldn't be more wrong. Um, this is something we had planned for all year, and it's a way to honor a special, special person.
4: Yeah, now well said. And I guess the, well, my next question was going to be about how do you develop? Is is a pregame speech come to you organically? Do you think about it all week? Do you think about when you're in a shower? When you wake up in the morning? Do you when you're driving to the game? I guess maybe this week writes itself. But how does that come to you? Usually, I kind of
5: I get thoughts early in the week, and I just constantly take notes. Sometimes it's laying in bed late at night. Sometimes it's driving to work, or sometimes it's in pregame when I'm on the field and something hits me, or someone gets me angry, or someone says something that rubs me the wrong way, and it's usually right before I go into that dark place. And sometimes I get up there and I don't even know what's going to come out of my mouth. And it just comes out of my mouth. And I honestly just try to let whatever is inside of me come out. And I'm not a very planned guy. And I'm not a very rehearsed guy. I don't stand in front of the mirror and pretend I'm some great coach. I just, I kind of go up there and whatever I feel comes out of my mouth. And I
4: try to let the guys see my emotion and let it rip. That's a good way to do it, right? I mean, I'm sure you're around a lot of guys that maybe were different that way. Did you learn from anybody in that regard? Yeah, I think
5: sometimes you get these guys who, no disrespect, it's just a planned speech and it looks planned or some, something that's not real. That's something that the players know isn't really you, and it just doesn't sound like you. So the one thing that I am, and at least I think the players or hope the players would say about me is I'm real with them. I don't. Pretend to be somebody different. I don't talk to you guys right now like I'm on the radio any different. I just, whatever comes to my mind, I say and I feel and I show them and I tell them the truth, and that's how I'm going to be. And you either like it or you don't.
4: Well, we love it. No filter. We love it. Keep that, keep that mindset, Coach. Go with it. <laughs> we love it. It's a good mindset to have. Uh, but throughout the week when you watch Notre Dame, we talked a lot about their offense, talk a little bit about their defense. Defensively, uh, less than five yards per play, 85 yards on the ground, 34 against Clemson and Travis Etienne. Why are they so effective stopping the run?
5: Why? Again, I think it's a combination of their players and their scheme, their sound. They're not going to bust, and you're going to have an A-gap player, a C-gap player, and a D-gap player, and their players are going to know where they're supposed to be. Because truthfully, when you turn on a lot of film and you look and you freeze it, it's like, who's got the A-gap, who's got the D-gap, and how are they going to stop that? With these guys, that's not the case. They have a great system, um, and they have really good players. They're really good up front. Their backers are good, and their secondary is good. So it's a great combination of that. And we have really good players too, and we have a really good offensive staff, and we're going to have a really good plan to attack what they do, and I'm very excited to see that. And we're not going to coach or play timid, and we're going to go after them.
4: If you want to streamline what your biggest challenge is this week, what is it?
5: Well, I think on, on um, the defensive side of the ball, I think it's going to be stopping their run game. I mean, they are big and physical up front. Um, and you mentioned the back. The back's a really, really good player. And then when we get them third down, we, gotta, we, we can't let this quarterback run around on us. We have to make him throw the football in, and And um, we got to execute. And again, I say that more because I'm so much more involved on the defensive side and spend all day watching their offense. That online line is really good. I mean, really, yeah. really, really good. It's impressive.
4: Yeah, I think they probably have two or three pros up there, much like yourself. Yeah, uh, they got but, good players. Yeah, they seem like they're grizzled, too. And they've, you know, it's, that, that, as you well know, that helps. When you're a fifth-year, that certainly helps. Um, from, from a receiver standpoint, they had one of their guys hurt. He might come back. They're probably getting him back for North Carolina, maybe not Saturday. But Avery Davis saw him Saturday, made big catches. The other kid... McKinley made big catches. The tight end, Michael Mayer, they call him Baby Gronk. Uh, you're in secondary, though, Coach. I think he's been one of the best in the ACC. How do you feel about that matchup?
5: I feel, I feel great about our guys. I think Coach Azar has done a remarkable job. I mean, you, you want to talk about a, a transformation of a secondary in one year, I mean, I give him a lot of credit. I mean, those guys play hard. They play with really good technique. They finish violent. They don't back down from anybody. Um, They've been fun to watch so far. They, they play with a nice swag and energy, and again, I can't say enough about him and what he's done with that group. So I'm going to take those guys against anyone we play all day long.
4: Isaiah McDuffie, uh, clearly a guy that we, we've we talked a lot about a lot. Availability, maybe is he coming back, do you think?
5: Yeah, I think Isaiah will play. Um, you know, he'll practice, and he's, he's done a nice job, and he'll be flying around ready to hit people like he's done. He got a little bit banged up in the game, and You know, we took him out and put John in and felt good about that. But between him and Max, you got two really good players, Coach Duggan, former BC captain and linebacker. No one better to tutor those guys, Um, which is another cool story that people don't even realize. You get to bring a young coach back like Sean Duggan and uh, played here with Keekly and uh, eventually became a captain himself. He's going to be a tremendous star in this profession. And look what he's done with those two backers. I mean, honestly, look at what Tim and, and the defensive staff have done. Um it, it, it's, it's really impressive, and I give those guys a lot of credit.
4: Yeah, much improved. That's been uh, turning heads, I think, all over college football, what you guys have done with the defense in totality with some lack of depth, too. Let's face it. Uh, but a linebacker, I think Max Richardson is a guy who probably doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. He's leading the nation in tackles. Pick, picking up 10 tackles a game, what has he done to get better?
5: Well, you can just see he's really starting to feel comfortable in the scheme. He's a guy you'd love to have coached in this scheme for a couple of years because that's when you really start to see things, right? Um, you know, again, with a limited spring and limited training camp, you know, he's just starting to really get in the groove and understand, you know, I line up here, I do this, I see this, I can cheat here. Um, I get, a, I, I know what I'm doing so well, but now I don't even have to think about it. Now I can just watch the offense and study the offense. If we had Max for multiple years, I mean – I think Max has had one of the best seasons out of probably any backer in college football, truthfully. I mean, but I just I feel pretty confident. If we had him for a few years in the same scheme, look out. He's a instinctual, tough. What an incredible leader he is. I can't say enough about Max.
4: Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's very impressive, much like many, many players on your team. Through the pipeline, are you happy with what you've got coming up at linebacker? Yeah,
5: I'm excited. We've got some good young players, um, you know, guys – Unfortunately, not getting a ton of experience this year because of uh, Isaiah and Max and John, but we got some players I am excited about, and and I think we'll all be excited about some of the guys we got coming in in the 2021 and 2022 class that can run and hit, and people will be fired up to see the future.
4: You know, it was great to see Luke Beckett make the big play on Saturday, too. I think a guy that's, you know, clearly probably tough to learn a new system. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I mean, Luke
5: didn't even get here until the season started, so... Didn't even have a training camp. He didn't even practice any spring ball. Didn't even have an off-season lifting. He's gotten better every single week. And I gave him a game ball, too, because he literally, he just ripped the ball out of that kid's
4: hands, and that ultimately sealed the win for us. It did. Yeah, he's a powerful presence. Uh, Our sideline reporter, Scott Mewchit, loves Cam Horsley, uh, freshman. Is Is he a riser in your
5: eyes? Yeah, Cam's, again, rookie. Learning, but a ton of energy. He's going to be a really good player. Coach Vince has done a great job with him. Very excited about camp.
4: Much like, I'm sure, the rest of this young defense. But everybody's going to be on center stage. We've got a big game coming up. Obviously, it's a showdown, a 330, 336 start on ABC, and, of course, our network as well. But our keys to the game brought to you by McGovern Auto Group, owned by Matt McGovern, B.C. Class of 1992. McGovern Auto Group, the fastest-growing group in the Boston area visit one of their 14 locations or check out McGovernAuto.com. All right, Coach, what do you have to pull off the upset?
5: Well, it's kind of like what I said to you earlier. Like, we're going to put a ton of energy. We're going to put a ton of emotion. I don't think we're going to have to give any rah-rah speeches to run to the ball or finish blocks down the field. It's about execution. Um, it's about the details of this game. And that, to me, all starts with the football. So what do I mean by that? This is a team that possesses the ball for a long time, and we're the same way. So the possessions are going to be like gold. Uh, we have to take the ball away, and we have to protect the football. And then we need to execute at a high level. We have to keep the chains moving on third down. We have to get off the field on third down. And we have to score touchdowns in the red zone. Field goals won't be good enough. Um, so the whole, the whole theme this week is I know the juice is going to be there. I know the energy is going to be there. It's, it's about executing at a very, very high level. Um, and playing fearless this is a team that number two in the country I mean let's be honest John they got everything to lose everything to lose and we're going to play to win we're going to coach to win we're going to be aggressive Um, we're not going to be tight and and I want them to feel that and um, I'm excited for our team to get another chance to show what we can do against a really really good football team Um, because they believe and I think that's the biggest difference when we played Clemson wasn't sure yet. I don't think anybody was sure. Did we really believe we could win that football game? Well, they did. So yeah. we got to approach this one with the same mindset, and I can't wait.
4: I'm ready to play, man. I'm ready. I got juice. I'm, I'm ready to let it rip. don't have much left in me, but I'm ready to let it rip, Coach. You,
5: you and Pete could suit up. I'll get you on kickoff. Oh, gosh. Yeah,
4: that would be our Rudy moment. That's for sure. Did you, do you remember the 93 game when David Gordon kicked the game one?
5: I remember exactly where I was watching the game. Where were you? I was in my house in Montvale, New Jersey with my dad and my brother. I remember where I was sitting watching the game. I can, like, clearly – I, I called my brother. I remember exactly where I was when that thing went through.
4: No kidding. Yeah. That is awesome. And did you, did you jump through the roof? Of course I jumped through the roof. I told you I was a BC fan growing up. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. Pete Mitchell dominated that game, Coach,
5: with Glenn Foley. That Glenn Foley – trust me, as a kid – I remember Glenn Glenn Foley very well that day.
4: Yes, he was a gunslinger. And maybe, just maybe Hunter Long will have his Pete Mitchell moments. What do you think?
5: I hope so. Hunter's a great player. and uh, In big games, we need him to show up, that's for sure.
4: Uh, We're all looking forward to it, Coach. Enjoy it. Good dance party tonight with your kids to get going?
5: Great dance party. Hope is definitely turning into a great dancer. Lee is still (laughs) learning. And uh, I let Gina kind of take this one off, and I was kind of center stage with the kids. So, what's the music of choice? Tonight it was still the Disney princesses, and I think I'll be in that category for a long, long time. <laughs> so, if anyone out there needs any yeah. uh, Disney movie music, probably play it in my
4: car. Hey, you know what? That's not a bad thing. Springsteen and Disney movies. Yeah. little little Thunder Road of the Disney movie music. Bruce Springsteen
5: meets uh, Elsa and Anna. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's
4: let it rip. Hey, Coach, thank you very much. We always enjoy it on the BC Football Show, and best of luck. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. I'll see you on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Have fun. Jeff Affley with the BC Football Show right here on the Learfield IMG College Network. Coming up, we'll join the old linebacker Pete Cronin with his keys to the game. Hey, you heard Coach Affley. He's a big Cronin fan. You know
6: you are as well. Stick around. Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now here. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash
2: delivery. Give me two mangoes.
6: Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what?
2: I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, There's a Bud Light there. Enjoy your response. Heiser Bush Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Telter, IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. This is J.P. Plunkett, BC93. Like you, I'm super excited about Coach Halfley and his squad. I'm also super excited about my firm, Red Dome Realty. We lease, sell, and manage all commercial product types. Our clients get big company power that's accented by a small shop's entrepreneurial hustle. Please call or text me at 617-999-4993 and or see us at r-dome.com. Red Dome Realty, 617-999-4993. Get in. Take a bow. Go Eagles.
7: Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest-growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve B.C., its students, and their families, with 11 dealerships across the Boston Metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at McGovernAuto.com. Go Eagles!
8: This is Tom's experience.
9: I was completely committed to buying a house. I just wasn't sure I could pull off a huge down payment.
8: At Cambridge Savings Bank, we know that your home buying experience will be unique. That's why our dedicated mortgage loan experts share your commitment, taking the time to truly understand your individual needs and working with you to find solutions that set you up for success. See how Cambridge Savings Bank can help you get home at cambridgesavings.com. Member FDIC, Member DIF, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 543370. Guys, we
9: work hard and play even harder. That's why Hadjars believes that you should feel your best all the time. From casual wear to the perfect tailored suit for all the big and tall guys out there. Do yourself a favor and dress like the Eagles do on game day. Get to Hadjars, where they have been delivering confidence to the better-than-average man for the past 50 years. Visit Hadjars showrooms in Quincy or Burlington or go to big tallocom for more information. That's big tallocom Go B.C.
4: The shotgun. Here comes pressure and they dial up a sack. Great job by Max Richardson, who ate Jacoby Morgan for lunch.
3: Came right up the A gap and brought Morgan down for a seven-yard loss. It's third and 16. This is the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, here again, John Meter Pharrell.
4: That time of- Tonight again on the B.C. Football Show. We check in with the old linebacker, the B.C. Hall of Famer, Pete Cronin, who did an admirable dra- job driving up the New York Thruway and his McGovern Auto. And, Pete, you were quite the companion on the way home as well. You give good throughway, Pete. You give good Uber. We know, now know you
10: give good throughway. How's that? Well, I, I, you can give good throughway and good Uber, but trust me, you do not want to cover a kick meet. Halfley's uh, <laughs> offering you a job on a kickoff coverage team. Oh. Turn them down. Turn oh, them. God, no.
4: You know, I was talking to him. Snap like a pretzel. Yeah, we, you, we talked about the violent hits, man. Oh, of course I would. We talked about the violent hits, and, you know, you can so appreciate Hold that.
10: On. Hold on. So would I. <laughs> snap like a pretzel. No, you
4: wouldn't. At least no. you knew you, you would know what you were doing. Me, I that would, no take, that
10: would take a dive. Get, get on the ground. Yeah. Oh,
4: man, but it, it, it seems to me, Pete, that's increased the last couple of years in terms of the hitting, hasn't it? The violence?
10: I think the uh, because they've placed special emphasis on reducing the amount of contact during the week, they're, you know, they're really managing the, the hits. A couple things happen. Players are playing fresh. Uh, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, the surfaces are faster, uh, and, so, and you've got all these compounding elements that are contributing to, I think, an an elevated level of intensity. No question about it. Uh, The game is faster. It's more physical. The collisions are absolutely more violent. And uh, that's, frankly, that's the attraction.
4: (laughs) You love it. They're going to need a lot of that this week, Pete. I'm sure you watched the Clemson game like I did this week. We always go through the tape uh, and look at that. Man, I said, holy cow, Notre Dame is loaded on both sides of the ball. But, the good news is BC figured it out how to play Clemson. They didn't close the deal. But they do have maybe a formula on how to play this type of team?
10: Well, I think a couple of things you need to understand is, number one, uh, if you look at Notre Dame in their record this year, although they're undefeated, their opponents are 18-26. and 26. Okay, they beat Clemson. Okay, <laughs> that's off to them. BC's opponents are 25-34. and 34. Well, they seem to be similar. Um, you know, they, they haven't really blown anybody out. They played a really emotional game against the number one team in the country, and they showed that they can do that at home. I think that's really an important factor. Um, But when you look at Notre Dame, you take a really close look at them, um, there was a sequence there where Notre Dame had a couple of plays, three plays in particular, where they got six points and they should have gotten 21. They had a false start and a fourth and one inside the 10-yard line. Settle for a field goal. They had a dropped touchdown in the end yeah. zone.
4: By Michael Mayer.
10: Which should have been a touchdown. Settled for a field goal. And they fumbled the ball on the five-yard line into the end zone. That kind of scares me a little bit because they missed those opportunities. But on the other hand, what it tells me is they're making mistakes too. They make their own mistakes. They're, they're not perfect by any stretch. And, and I think um, the most important thing for Boston College this week uh, you know, and Coach he talked about it. You know, you gotta you gotta stop the run. You gotta really put pressure on the run. And they did that against Clemson. BC did that against Clemson. ATN did not have a typical rush day. He had a great day otherwise catching the ball. Um, but on the other hand, uh, uh, if you can if you can really stifle that Notre Dame run and keep the quarterback in the pocket, make him throw the ball out of the pocket. He is one dangerous dude. He knows how to extend plays with his legs. He really is. If he gets out of the pocket, he's uncanny, uncanny. He feels the pressure. So I'm sure that Boston College is play, placing special emphasis on that. And what that means is you may give up a little bit of pressure in order to keep him in the pocket, which puts stress on the on the on the coverage. You know, the secondary and linebackers. But yep. th- there's the game they're playing. Um, and, and I think when you come off an emotional win like the 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 the, beat, the win against Clemson, um, whether you like it or not, there's going to be an emotional letdown, and so they're on the road. They're coming to Boston College. Clemson beat beat Boston College. You know the all the noise about the holy war and Catholic universities and all that stuff. Uh, will it resonate? I don't. It might resonate for Boston College, and the red bandana game has something to do with it. But I don't really think it makes a, 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 a hill of beans difference to the, to the Notre Dame team. And so Boston College will have an opportunity Saturday. But the most important thing, meet, they just got to play clean. It's so cliche. They really haven't played clean all year. BC no. has not played clean all year. Um, so if they play clean, which means turnovers, hold on to the ball, take the ball away, convert on third down, avoid the penalties. You do those things, scoring the scoring the red zone. I mean, it's it, it is really cliche, but we're deep enough into the season at this point where the trends have emerged, and despite Boston College's record, which is remarkable when you when you think about it, um, um, they've yet to really put a, a, that that pristine effort together, Agreed. and maybe Saturday is when they're going to do it.
1: Oh,
4: we'd all we'll all be celebrating, Pete. That's for sure. We'll have your keys to the game coming up on our pregame show at three on saturday got to catch you short again but at least you know now jeff athlete's a big pronin fan
10: well he wants me to cover a kick for him i'm sorry i'll tell you what if i go back to college and get four years scholarship one one kick, i'm in
4: one just give him one that's all you need I'm going, where, I'm going down i'm going down. he's the guy wearing count. 57 <laughs> all right pete we'll see you saturday great job
10: all right, me, good talking to you, buddy. Good luck. Looking, looking forward to
4: it. Special thanks to those who made it possible, including our producer, Wolf Golke. Also, special thanks to Jason Baum and the BC Sports Information staff. Our broadcast starts at 3 o'clock on Saturday, BC and Notre Dame at the Heights on Sports Radio WEEI 93.7 FM and the Learfield IMG College Network. For the coach, Jeff Hafley and the old linebacker, Pete Cronin, I'm John Mita Perel. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and have a great night.
6: Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now hip. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash
2: delivery. Give me two mangoes.
6: Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow.
2: Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer, IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri.
7: Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest-growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve B.C., its students, and their families, with 11 dealerships across the Boston Metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at McGovernAuto.com. Go
9: Eagles! Technology has sure changed the way we live and bank. But one thing it should never change is the importance of knowing that when you need help, there's a neighbor that's there to lend a hand. At The Village Bank, we offer all the services you need to bank more easily, but with that personal touch that seems to be so hard to find today. To learn more about how we can help you, call 617-969-4300. Stop in or visit village-bank.com.
1: Either way, we'll be there for you.
8: The Village Bank, member FDIC, member DIF.
1: Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is celebrating our 65th anniversary with amazing deals on quality brand name tires for any vehicle. With the winter driving season not far off, Sullivan Tire has thousands of tires on sale from Goodyear, Michelin, Kelly, BF Goodrich, Yokohama and more. Also save on auto repair as our ASE certified technicians get your car ready for any kind of weather. Locations all over New England including Newton, Brookline, Somerville and Watertown. Find out more and make an online appointment at SullivanTire.com. Go BC! To all our patients,
3: now is the time to protect your health by getting the important screenings you need. Newton-Wellsley Hospital is here, safe and ready to care for you, for now
10: and whatever comes next, no matter what.
0: For early detection of breast cancer. For early detection of colon cancer. For your health and well-being. We're here for you. Come and get the care you need and deserve.
3: Passion. Yellow 25, first down,
6: 20. 15, 10. 5, 3, 2,
3: 1. The Fury. Getting blitzed.
6: Down he goes.
3: The Speed. Double one. Be... Oh, my. Western College Football.
4: Toward the end
6: zone. Got
7: it for six points. You cannot hitch the wag. He put the ponies in the barn. Over the shoulder. Get 30.
3: 20. 30 to this one. This is the College Football Blitz. Listen on Saturdays this fall.
1: Starting at noon Eastern time on ESPNU Radio, Channel 84.
3: You've been listening to the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. Join us on Wednesday nights throughout the season as we talk Boston College Football. Tonight's show has been sponsored by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. And by McGovern Auto Group, the official auto group of Boston College Athletics. Red Dome Realty, commercial sales, leasing and property management, principal J.P. Plunkett, B.C. 93. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Boston College Sports Network.